It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Just before we get to our next guest, the Silver Ferns have just announced their squad to take on England and the Tony Jamison and the Australian Diamonds. In the Constellation Cup, shooters, Ikanasio, Maturo, Weke, Wormsley, Amelia Wormsley and Maya Wilson. So Wormsley's been added. Mid-quarters of Maddie Gordon, Kate Heffernan, Mila Riyuli Buchanan, Whitney Sunis and Peter Toyava returns to the Ferns. Defenders, Karenberger, Kate Burley. Kelly Jerry Phoenix, Karaka Pakaris, Lokatui will make her debut, and Jane Watson. And they've also named a development squad of Taylor Earl, Georgia Heffernan, Faumu Yuani, Amorangi Malasala, Paris Mason, Kimi Orapoi, Shannon Saunders, Mickey Sox, Michaela Sokolich Beetson, and Karis Stith, and Ali Timu although she is shifting to Australia at the end of it. So there we go. I'll go more into depth with that as time permits. But we are talking the World Track and Field or the World Athletics Champs, whichever way you want to skin it. I have watched, I was going to say all of it, nearly all of it. Someone who probably has watched all of it is joining us now, former New Zealand Olympian Sarah Kelly. Ross joins us, says, I have loved the first few days. What about you? Oh, it's been great, hasn't it, Steffi? And I'm so pleased to hear that you've watched pretty much all of it. I'm going to say I had a little nap in between. Uh, missed a bit of uh, one of the sessions in the morning. So there you have it. Your, uh, your fandom's um, topping mine right now. Excellent. Well, I wanted to start to talk to you about something I didn't think I would get so engrossed in, and it was the women's heptathlon, um, America versus Great Britain. There were some others in there. It all came down to that last race where Anna Hall, she needed to win by five seconds over Katarina Johnson-Thompson. Um, oh, sorry, needed three seconds. Her personal best was five seconds better, so it was on, but she only got it by one and a half. What a finish to a heptathlon, a, a, an event close to your heart. Oh. I'm just so stoked. It was such a great heptathlon where Anna Hall went in as the overriding favourite, the young American talent who is just, will be the next best thing, but just not right now. And Katarina Johnson-Thompson, who I've competed against a a number of years ago, (laughs) uh, she won in 2019 and she ruptured her Achilles after her win in, in Doha. And she took over the lead after the long jump, which is a fifth event. And in the javelin, they were quite similar. Um, but as you say, going into the 800, where Anna Hall is a great 800 runner, and Johnson Thompson ran a lifetime best in her 30s after an Achilles repair, mm. um, I just think that is such a great story and it bodes really well for a great heptathlon in Paris, noting that the defending world champion and Olympic champion, Nafi Sian, pulled out of Budapest with a bit of an ugly Achilles as well. So that will be a right battle in Paris next year, but hats off, Kat. And talking about people performing with uh, physical 
um, challenges. Ryan Krauser, with two blood clots in his left leg, went and I think through the second best distance in shot put ever. Um, the sad thing was Tom finished fourth and Jacko was sixth, eighth, somewhere back there. But that Ryan Krauser shot put performance was amazing. Yeah, it was. Hats off to him. Um, broke, broke Kiwi's heart once again. But, you know, to do that uh, with two blood clots in his leg, and you're right, it is the second best throw in history. His last round, he had thrown 298 going into the sixth round. He knew that he'd won. He was the final thrower, and he just absolutely launched it. And it, there was absolutely no sign of any medical issues uh, whatsoever with that last throw. But he's, he's an incredible talent. Um, but Tom, very disappointing for him, knowing the form that he was in. But just Jacko did get six, and that's the best finish he's finished at World Championship. So, you know, great, great for him. Um, Hamish Kerr, my God, I really feel for him. We didn't see him jump on the coverage I was watching. I was just following a live scoreboard and to see three misses at 2.25, very uncharacteristic for him. He is absolutely devastated. We spoke to him uh, last week and um, I think he was ranked fifth in the world. He jumped to the second highest height amongst the high jumpers this year. He was feeling good. Um, it was all, all things pointed to an amazing performance and it just didn't come, come off. That happens though. Mm. It does happen and, and you know really just a hard day at the office for Hamish you know I was watching the live results too and I saw you know the, first, the, the zeros coming up which indicated that he had he had got his early two first two heights and then 225 there was one x and, and my husband and I were watching and we're like oh come on Hamish and then the next x and then oh goodness me three x's so um at three attempts at 225 not to be he'll be devastated uh, he, as you say, he's had you know a great season, you know a Diamond League win, Diamond League podium, but there have been some inconsistency as well, and so I think he'll go back and look to make sure that this doesn't happen again. The key thing is to progress to the final, and then it's game on. And I think Hamish could have been a real threat on the podium, but it's uh, it's, it's not to be for him. The other one that surprised me a bit, because <clears throat> I thought Sam Tanner was great in his heat, looked quite comfortable, he was cruising, didn't have to use a sprint finish that we know he's got, um, but only finished sixth in the semi, got too far back. Got too far back and sort of was a victim of a, a slower, slower heat. And I think, uh, sorry, see me in the in the heat. It was great. He didn't have to expend too much juice compared to some of the other faster heats, like Jacob Ingebrigtsen went through in a low three thirty one. Sam Tannell's heat he ran three forty six. So you would think that he would have had the legs in that semi final. Unfortunately, eight and not enough to progress through as one of the one of the what we call little cues. So the fastest after the automatics and, and that's hugely disappointing for Sam. He's in, been in great shape. He's a three thirty one runner and, you know, he's he's a he's a gutsy runner as well. So I, I thought he would have moved through the field a bit better in that in the, the last stages of the race. But 
it'll sting for him, but I mean, like Hamish, it's better to have him this year than next year, and they'll use this as motivation going forward. Um, we're a bit disappointed in our um, in our performances so far. I just uh, want to talk about the the Dutch, the Netherlands runners. They had um, heartbreak <clears throat> five meters from the finish line twice. Their ten thousand meter runner Hassan, who was going for a triple, I think the ten, the five, and the fifteen hundred. She safely threw in the fifteen hundred. Fell over with five metres to go, and so did the Dutch 4x400 mixed relay, which they were going to break the royal record, they were going to break America's hearts, but five <laughs> metres out, tripped over, lost the baton. Yeah, quite unbelievable, really, for the for the Dutch. And, and two of the real, you know, big names in track and field globally as well was Hassan uh, and Fenty Bowl. But the, 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 the 10,000 metre one, um, you know, they were 10 metres out in CA from Ethiopia uh, and his son was going stride for stride and then just uh, all of a sudden his son's on the deck and then it's the Ethiopian one, two, three. And then, you know, minutes, well, quite, you know, later in the programme, the last event, as you mentioned, the four by 400 metre mixed relay, which is a, a recently new event. That what happens is the, the male runner up starts then to the female, then male, and then female. And the Dutch team were really stacked in terms of their particularly female runners and Leckie Klava and Femke Bowl, who's going to go in as now the favourite for the 400-metre hurdles. She's an amazing runner. And it was almost like she cruised a bit too much and was trying to reserve some. She's got a big juice in the tank. She's got a big programme ahead of her. And when the US athlete came up on her and she went to go, uh, the lactic acid was not her friend and two metres out from the line, she falls to the deck. And why she she did get up and cross the line, but when she fell, the baton came out of her hand and went over the, the line. So that's why the Dutch did not uh, place it at all and in fact we're disqualified so a disastrous day for the Dutch on day one so yeah let's do yeah, some let's do some good news and boy what a <laughs> what a 12 month Zoe Hobbs has had um, running alongside Shelley and Fraser Price looked in good company didn't look overawed it was really really hot which she did comment on um, really nice heat and through to the semis yeah, she looks, re- like you say, really comfortable out there. This is her third World Championships, and I think, you know, she really feels like she belongs on the stage now. She's had many Diamond League starts, and she's looking great. And it's all on for the semi-final. I think it was good for her to be in Shelley Ann Fraser Price's heat, you know, get out, was one of the, you know, real favourites for the title. Uh, but it's game on for the semi-final. The, the goal for Zoe will be to get to the final. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be a task, and we'll see what she can do tonight. Yeah, she's in. They've actually got three semi-finals, and she's in the second of them. New Zealand wake up at six forty. That goes at six forty-three. And just looking at, she's drawn lane eight, and the three women inside her in seven, six, and five. They are the three with faster personal bests. So if Zoe, because it's first two across, and then the fastest two losers, she's got it in her. It's a massive, massive task. She's going to have to run up to her best but encapsulate for us to have a Kiwi potentially on the cusp of a World Athletics final is a monster. It's a 
it's a monster. It's a phenomenal, a phenomenal achievement if she makes the final of these world championships. And I think that New Zealand, uh, we probably don't know how great an achievement that would be, even to get to to have a sprinter at these championships, let alone progress through the the round. What I'm seeing now is that Zoe is becoming a household name in New Zealand. People are recognising her and comparing her to, you know, comparing themselves to trying to run like Zoe, sort of boys and girls, which I think is really cool. But in terms of the scale of the achievement, it would be phenomenal. Uh, and like you say, an absolute monster achievement. Won't be easy, but she's got it in her and she knows she can run fast. She will have to run 11 or sub 11 to, to make that final. And of course, our other marquee event where we have three competitors, which gets underway tomorrow morning, is the women's pole vault. And I went through all of the competitors. And only Katie Moon from the US has jumped higher than Eliza McCartney this season. Um, An incredible story in itself, Um, Eliza, five years battling illness and injury to find herself back here. And I really love her mindset now, a lot more appreciative, just loving the moment. How big would it be for New Zealand athletics to get Olivia, Imogen and Eliza all into the final? It would be huge, and I think... The first step is, first of all, they all clear the opening heights. Yeah. It'll be great. And then they all progress uh, to the final. It will be the top 12 uh, jumpers that will make it through to the final. And in terms of, you know, can we medal? Absolutely. Eliza is now in a position to medal. And the, like you said, that is an incredible comeback story of the dark places that she's been through. And uh, to get back to just about being back to her best of 494 she's jumped 485 this season which is the second best jump in the world compared to katie moon as you mentioned at 490 so it will be one around these heights it hasn't the bar has not literally shifted too much uh in the time that she's been away so it's really exciting and the key will be what you know, all the girls get to the final, it'll be great. Uh, or we get, you know, as many as we can. But first attempt clearances will be critical. Yeah, that I see. will have an influence over the medalist. Yeah, because automatically qualifying is 4 metres 65. Um, and if they don't get 12, it'll be the the best 12. So, yeah, those early clearances are, are very key. We will lock horns again, Sarah Cowley-Ross. Um, I'm absolutely loving the World Athletics Champ. Do you call it World Athletics or World Track and Field? I think traditionally athletics people would call it World Champs, you know, uh, rebrand, of, you know, rename of the federation, the World Athletics Championship. So... Either way, so we'll take it. We know what we're talking about. We know what we're talking about. Awesome, Sarah. Catch up again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Steffi. See you, mate. There's Sarah Kelly Ross, our former Olympian, as well. We shall take a break, and after this, we're going to catch up with Mia Motu, who has a world title fight this weekend.